Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Us Weekly's entertainment director, Travis Cronin, and you're tuned in to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast, the show where we break down all of the hottest celebrity gossip stories of the week, the wild, the wacky, the weird, you know, the outrageous, the flamboyant, and I'm not just talking about me and my co-hosts. Well, couldn't do this by myself. We have Arbiter of Beauty and Style. She's hot and smart. It's Gwen Flamberg. I mean, I love that introduction, Travis. (laughs) You two are all the things. Hi, guys. It's great to be here. Oh, my God. A good thing we have a co-pilot who is also hot and smart. It is baby woman Sarah here on Fresh off her trip to Nassau, Bahamas, Paradise Island. Welcome home. Wow. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with my hot and smart friends and colleagues and co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> and audience. Our whole and audience. audience. Yes. So hot and so smart. The hottest and the smartest. You are all hot and smart today. Um, And we we may have some hot and smart people in these news topics, but we definitely have people who are neither of the two. But before we get into the stories, let us start as our woes of the week. These are the stories that just made my co-hosts and I grab our proverbial pearls and clutch them oh so tightly because we were shocked. Gwen, uh, baby woman, why don't you start us off today and tell us what made you personally go woe this week? Well, I don't know what your guys' TikTok for you pages look like these days, but mine is just Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Kelsey Ballerini, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. The Eras Tour kicked off kicked off in Arizona. And my God, it was just video after video. She opens up with Miss Americana, like who saw that coming right into Cruel Summer. She does 40 four songs i it's three hour plus show the i mean we'll get to the costumes i have a feeling someone on this on this zoom has something to say about those (laughs) but just from the energy the set list there's a few i mean justice for speak now i don't know how there's only one speak now song on there and only one song from debut but she's also changing at least two songs every show based on the the opening weekend and i just like cannot stop thinking about what are like the special songs at my show gonna be on may 29th at metlife and i'm I'm just so impressed. I knew I would be impressed, but now it just feels so real. And I'm in my Taylor Swift feels and I just love it so much. I mean, I have to say, I'm just going to use this also as my woe, because really, I, there's not much else to talk about this week from. Oh, I mean, I I, I was just knocked out mm-hmm. by the show. Um, 
You know, my one issue before I get into what really made me crazy is that I don't really love her choice of the songs from Midnight's. I love okay. that she is working so hard with the four albums that she's covering. And I I mean, I can't even believe that she plays for like three plus hours. Crazy. But like Justice for Maroon. Like, where I is Maroon? I need my favorite song. What made me go, whoa, though, you guys, the fashion, the fashion. I can't take it. Mini dresses, faux fur coats, sparkly boots. You know that every single boot and shoe on the tour are custom Louboutins. Of course, you can wow. see when she puts her feet up because the soles are red. But, you know, I mean, it's like they're all custom knee boots, the ankle boots. They're out of control. Amazing. It's all designer clothes on this tour. She wears Oscar de la Renta. She wears Versace even more. Now, what really blew me away so well worthy she changes costumes show to show what all right we saw harry styles do this to great acclaim but he wear wears one outfit one look through the whole concert she changes into like eight looks how the heck is she going to keep this up i mean this is like it's like fashion history for a rock or pop show a hundred percent and I think during Midnight Rain, she like goes like hides under the umbrellas that are dancing and is changing like on stage, like and comes out in like a second look mid song. It's really wild. And also her hair stays so amazing through the whole show that it has got to be a wig. It's got to be a wig. It, they're but all I wigs. Want, how they're do all I was going to say those bangs, my bangs that I don't like. The, they never you, don't see, you do not see her real hair anytime in the show. Oh, that's no. fascinating. I never well, thought I mean, of that. J-Lo does the same thing. You know, J-Lo who has amazing hair. It's like during a show, first of all, for the particular show, your hair has to stay amazing, consistent, even though there's time for like those crazy wardrobe changes, Mm -hmm. which are all so coordinated. There's no time to touch up hair. And then you're going to be sweating. There's rain on the stage, you know, all this. And then, you know, from city to city with different water and whatever, show to show, the hair, the look has to stay consistent. So it's for sure a wig. Fascinating. Yes. Fascinating. The hair and makeup is a moment. The fashion is outrageous. Taylor, and like, just please, Maroon, give me Maroon. Maroon, give maybe Maroon will be at the show that you sneak your ticket to, Gwen. Let's manifest that. Um, mm-hmm. I feel as though she's always like after in Miss Americana's documentary, which opened up about like body image and like wearing like costumes and whatever. I just love uh, that. I'm tour- in that segment. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes well you know tough nikki nikki uh what's it called glazer nikki glazer <laughs> oh my god trigger i forgot about that but yeah. like just seeing her i mean she looks great and she's just still rocking a lot of these outfits that are like paying tribute to past eras and now like looks like a healthy awesome rock star in sparkles and my whole instagram algorithm ads are just sparkly boots so i guess i'm gonna have to buy a pair for the show Oh, my God. I hope I get a ticket because it's like seeing my wardrobe on the stage. It's like every single thing that I own Taylor Swift wears. Rhinestone fringe, bedazzled boots, faux fur jackets, weave, spray tan, leggings with crystals on them. I'm ready for the Eras tour. I I just love all the fans getting dressed up. It's like every it's what I want to see people wearing everywhere they go, not just a Taylor Swift concert. So it really feels like a dream come true. But that is not my woe. My woe has to do with 19 kids 
sorry, Nick Cannon and his quotes about uh, a possible 13th child. He told The Shade Room, which if you don't follow The Shade Room, you definitely should. They are fantastic and so funny. Um, Nick Cannon told The Shade Room, when I was the Christina Milian doing the iconic movie, I added that in, Love Don't Cost a Thing. I remember I found out that she was pregnant years later and I was like, dang, man, but I was so happy for her. They both dated when they were in their early 20s and Nick Cannon said, I remember we wanted kids um, so early on and we talked about that, but to each his own. Now, having 12 kids and then regretting not having a 13th is just wild behavior and just made me go, whoa. I know he's feeding into what all of us are saying about him and really trying to stir us up, but like the narcissism for 13 kids? I, I, I There's too much traffic, Nick Cannon. Just think of the traffic at least. I don't also, know. like shout out to Christina Milian for dodging the biggest bullet on the planet um, and for, you know, just being great in whichever Bring It On movie she's in. Um, uh, in It To Win It. No. All or Nothing? Maybe it's it one of those two. Okay. It's with Solange. No, Solange is the one with no, Haley with Haley here. here. She is in Fight to the Finish, the fifth one. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love Christina Milian. I always will. I think she's so beautiful. And she's just a lovely person. Well, let us get into some of the news. Uh, I had to open with this one because when I first started Us Weekly, one of my jobs was chasing Amanda Bynes all over New York City. And it was a memorable experience, to say the least. But now someone in L.A. is doing it because Amanda Bynes has been placed on a psychiatric hold as she was found roaming the streets naked and alone. An eyewitness tells TMZ, Amanda was seen walking near downtown LA early Sunday morning without any clothes. We're told Amanda waved a car down, telling the driver she was coming down from a psychotic episode. Amanda herself then called 911. Law law enforcement sources say Amanda was taken to a nearby police station where a mental health team determined she was placed on a 5150 psych hold. Um, uh, Sources say Amanda wasn't hurt during the ideal and things could have gotten so much worse given the area where she was found and she is now hospitalized now this is the one year anniversary almost to the day when amanda's nine-year conservatorship was officially terminated amanda's mother was her conservator her conservator starting back in 2013 when it was clear she was having issues with her mental health and she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder now, Amanda Bynes was supposed to attend 90s Con in Hartford, Connecticut, shout out my hometown, um, this weekend, but the event uh, she canceled due to her illness. Now, this story makes me so sad. I really thought Amanda, we were past the Amanda Bynes, really bad mental health times. She still was a little bit quirky, but I didn't think we'd have her, you know, putting herself in danger on the streets. And it's a really sad story. It's super sad. Um, you know, and I think it is a lot of people online are saying that it's such an, it's an interesting step and a, maybe an applaudable step of that. She like flagged the car down and called 911 herself, which I agree with. It is yeah. you know important to note, like you're not, you don't like get put on, you get put on a 5150. That's not like voluntarily. So like there was obviously people who needed to step in there. Um, but I also think it just makes me think about like the conservatorships and these battles overall. It makes me really sad because you want these people, Brittany, Amanda, who have gone through an insane trauma and 
uh, fame and just layers of abuse on hands of parents or bosses or all different kinds of things. And they get placed under these conservatorships. And in some sense, those are also forms of abuse and taking advantage of them. But now we're seeing maybe when we take away the conservatorship, there needs to be a middle ground. It's like we need the conservatorship to get like rebooted in a way that's actually helpful for these people, because I think they might need to be under some form of guidance. But those were just too much. That makes any sense as not a doctor or a lawyer. I feel worried and scared for her. She's obviously not in a good place, hasn't been in a good place for a very long time. And um, I mean, eesh, eesh, I hope that um, her people are really watching over her now. Me too. I I just, I want Amanda to be better. I really pull for her. And she had such a good long spell where she graduated from fashion school. And that was pretty much it. But, you know, we were seeing her sort of getting involved in projects slowly. And I know I was like really rooting for her to get better. So hopefully this time, like you said, Sarah, and our fans pointed out that calling the cops on yourself um, seems to be a good step in the right direction, admitting that she has a problem. So prayers up for Amanda. Glad she's currently getting the help that she needs. Speaking of help that they need, let's get into Nick Latchy. Nick Lachey, as he's also known, Nick Lachey has been ordered to attend anger management classes and Alcoholic Anonymous meetings after accosting a paparazzo. Now, in police uh, police records show that he was charged with assault and battery against Jody Santos in March 2022, but did not receive any formal punishment until the photographer hassled the Beverly Hills Police Department for months. Uh, he has to complete anger management and AA within a reasonable time, which is a year or so. Um, Santos, the photographer, told the Daily Mail, if he fails to, they will move forward and prosecute him with noncompliance and he will get arrested. Now, this all happened when Nick and his wife, Vanessa, were leaving Mastro's restaurant in Beverly Hills, hope they had the butter cake. And he spotted the paparazzi sitting in her car across the street taking photos and he went ballistic, running over to her and trying to grab her camera and phone through the passenger window and she told the daily mail that she clearly works for and all my years of uh, photographing celebrities no one has ever tried to hit me she tried to roll up the window as fast as she could and she was scared i thought he was going to break his hand that's how hard he was willing to hit the glass i'm surprised he didn't shatter the window she um has no doubt that nick would have knocked her out if he had raised the window in a timely fashion however she claims he only received um a punishment after she accused the district's just the DA's office of providing him with preferential treatment. Now, this is wild. I mean, I get it when you're a celebrity and you're um, being photographed all the time. It's really tough, especially when you're in sort of a sensitive situation. But like leaving a Beverly Hills steakhouse does not warrant to me running over and punching a window, especially he's been a celebrity for like 30 years. He should be used to this. It's sort of scary. And we've seen drunk Nick Lachey a little bit before, and he doesn't seem like a nice guy. What are your guys' thoughts? Um, I mean, as a newlyweds connoisseur, I've seen every episode of Nick and Jessica's newlyweds maybe 12 times each. He definitely has a little bit of a short fuse. Granted, back then he was more upset that Jessica, you know, was leaving her dirty clothes everywhere. Um, and also jealous that she was more famous than him and getting paparazzi than he wasn't. But, um, yeah, I think that it kind of makes sense. They lose their cool. Sometimes we did reach out to the Los Angeles, Los Angeles district attorney's office. And they told us weekly that Mr. Lachey has not been charged with misdemeanor assault and battery. 
Library. Instead, he is participating in the LADA's pre-filing diversion program, which was established in 2017. As part of these conditions, he must participate in anger management classes and attend AA meetings. Successful completion of this program will result in no criminal charges being filed. So I think that he opted to do this so he didn't get charged. And then this photographer was like, well, hell no, I don't want people not to know this. So she told the Daily Mail that he's in AA um, and anger management classes. And now the LA district attorney confirmed that to us. And that's sort of the program that he's enrolled in. Thank God he's still able to, you know, host Love is Blind, which returns this Friday. And you guys, I've seen most of the episodes of the new season. Same. It's the wildest season ever. It's the wildest season ever. I love it. It just gets better. But guys, is anybody watching 90 Day Fiance the other way? No. TLC it, is my real blind spot post Gosselin era. It is really, really something. All right. Back to Nick Lachey. He always seemed to me like such a mild mannered guy. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Like he just seems sort of like, 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 you know, bland toast. Like, mm-hmm. like an Ohio boy. Mild mannered guy. Maybe he was having a really bad day. Yeah. I I agree with Sarah and sort of the short uh, clips I've seen from Nick, like with his like little rage spats, they seem to be like more prevalent on alcohol and just mm. running up to like a woman's car and slamming on her window when you're just leaving a restaurant. It's not like you're like leaving your kid's pediatric appointment, like you're leaving Mastro's and it just seems really, right, like, really unwarranted. I always think it's like celebrities, you're going through a b- bad time, maybe don't go to Craig's, don't go to Mastro's. Like, I don't yeah. need to see you spotted out about if it's like you're you're papped leaving your therapy office. That's when maybe you can feel a little guilty. Right. But if right. you are having a bad day, maybe don't be at Mastro's. Maybe don't be at Craig's. Don't be at places I've never been, but know by name because <laughs> of all the pictures I see of you there. Like, I don't know. You have enough money. Go rent an Airbnb and whatever in Idaho for a week. It's it's a little strange. And hopefully, hopefully the classes help. We'll see. <laughs> um, now let's get into Scandaval, shall we? So glad oh, to be able to say you. that. We <laughs> missed last week. It's still all I think about. So what do you want to know? What do you want to talk about? Oh, my God. Every single detail. I can feel the corners of me and the host mouths just grinning because we love this story. Now, I want to open up with Raquel Levis uh, supporting her fellow uh, beauty pageant friend, Brianna Derrick, after uh, Brianna revealed her autism diagnosis. Uh, Raquel commented under it. She says, I can relate with the heart the hearts and the little gift wrapping stars. Uh, Raquel's rep has told us that Raquel doesn't have autism and she was just supporting her friend. Um, Raquel also said on Instagram today, she is all over the gram much more than the last in the two weeks, that she indeed, indeed will be filming the reunion, um, which sources are telling us that it's either going to be tomorrow or Friday or Saturday of this it's week. Thursday, March 23rd. Thursday, March 23rd. I heard it was Friday. Andy Cohen is on the plane right now. Oh, bless. I can't wait. It is happening this week. So these are really the two things that I want to talk about. But of course, the midseason trailer. Sarah, tell us what we need to know about the scanned to the vol. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Well, so first of all, the weird like autism thing was just so bizarre because Raquel has been, as you mentioned, pretty quiet. Obviously, she did her one apology to Ariana and then the like follow up statement clarifying that her and Tom Sandoval weren't labeling their relationship, which it's like, okay, no one really asked um, quite yet, Raquel, Rachel. Um, But she did comment that on Rob Deirdrick's wife's post. So everyone was like, is Raquel like implying that she has autism or is that what's going to come out at the reunion as some sort of explanation for why she's sleeping with everyone's husband, Um, which would have been absolutely insane. So I'm glad that the rep is clearing that up and that we are, you know, not going down that road because that would have been quite confusing um, for everyone, I think. But um, yeah, I think it's Raquel will be there in person. She said it on Instagram. She said it in a statement that begs the question of, well, Sheena Marie Shea have to leave the room and be, you know, a hundred yards away. She's going to be pissed if that happens. She's going to be so mad. Bravo. Sheena's been on the show since the beginning, but this is, this is Raquel's story. We need Raquel more than we need Sheena, who I literally she can think, hear you. I think endless for her service. Sheena Shea has given me so much and I don't want her to go anywhere. But if we're choosing, I mean, we need as much Rachel Raquel as we can get on this reunion taping. And this restraining order is in place until the hearing on March 29th, which is a full week before this reunion is taping. So I guess they're going to have to play, you know, handlers with who's on stage when. But I'm glad that hopefully they're all there in person because like trigger for the COVID Zoom reunions, not fun. And then the re- the midseason trailer was everything. It was a combination oh, of clearly so scenes that were filmed a while ago that they're now kind of slowing down so we can try to get our hints, which has been so fun watching these episodes. Oh my God. It's like I'm on the, the foreshadowing, the, the foreshadowing, dramatic irony is the music, so thick. the zooming in. But then we got our first scenes post scandal between Ariana and Tom. Ariana is screaming in one scene, but she simply does. She says, you don't deserve a tear of mine. Tom is oh, gaslighting her. I have one her. question, Sarah. Um, how are you? What do you want? No, what do you want? What do you want? For you to die. <laughs> Just mean. like that. This perfect calm for you to die. Like Ariana, bow down. I'm so like... I just, I have so many chills. I cannot wait. I can't believe we have so many more weeks before this reunion will air, but I hope so much leaks tomorrow. Um, not all of it, but I want like a couple nuggets. Whatever doesn't kill me, better run. That's right, Gwen. That's and I don't want to wish this on anyone, but my fiance said, he's like, you know, I feel bad saying this, but Ariana is the perfect mouthpiece for something like this to happen to. Yes. She is playing the role of scorned lover so amazingly. And she is just well suited for this role. And I don't want to say it couldn't have happened to a better person because it's so sad and it shouldn't happen to anybody. But if it were to happen to someone, I'm glad it's someone as outspoken and strong 
strong, you know, at least on the outside as Ariana. No, I totally agree. And I think like when we watch this all happen with like Kristen Doty or even Stassi, it's polarizing in some sense because with Kristen, it was like, well, she cheated too. And like, whatever. And she's nuts. With Stassi, it was like, she's got the sharpest tongue on the planet. Like, obviously. But she made him hang around him for two years and not sleep with anyone. It was so stupid and hard to watch. And it becomes like a little like you can argue maybe one or the other like sides to be had for this it's cut and dry and ariana i have all the confidence in the world is going to handle herself with the perfect mix of like class and 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 grace that we could ever want from someone who works at sir which isn't a lot so just a little just a snidge just a little bit and then savagery but in like a way that you respect you know what i mean absolutely absolutely I just, I cannot wait for this reunion. It is Ariana's time to shine. And what's so messed up is Tom Sandoval seems to be really, really gaslighting her, saying that their relationship was dead and seems to be sort of blaming her for the demise of their relationship and isn't taking any onus or responsibility. Quote, we only have sex four times a year. Like, I don't know, maybe work on that then instead of screwing Raquel and fangirls. Yes. And Miami girl. And Miami girl. Oh, not on her, but same thing. Well, I, so by the way, can confirm um, is now married with twins and lives in Florida. Oh, good for her. Thank so, you, yeah. Miami girl. And Still in Miami. Great. Yeah. I hope her and Adriana do a song together. <sighs> okay. Well, let's talk about TJ and Amy because a source tells us that they are planning a big comeback. Oh. Now, they both went and ran a marathon together. That was sort of their like coming out party. Um, and, you know, that was nice. Um, now, they're trying to shop a show together by having their agents try to get them on the same network. If that doesn't work out, they will help vouch for each other at other networks. They won't let each other fail. They're going as a package deal. Their love is inspiring both of them to keep encouraging other and help working together. Um, they were pitched doing a reality show as a docu-series, but they really want to get back to daytime. Now, Sarah, I know you were all wrapped up in this. Do you think there's any shots that they could land a gig together on daytime? Or are they like Raquel and homewreckers who are tarnished at this moment. I mean, I hope so. I thought the the marathon was kind of hilarious just because like their whole thing was that they um, were training together and running together. And like they have, you know, not that they should be hiding out, I guess, but like no shame to then like still run this like half marathon. Um, I'm predicting more. of It was for charity, Sarah. Okay. I know. I know. I'm predicting more of a like Facebook watch series. Oh, wow. That's a fall. Something I don't think we're getting, you know, the major networks are not going to want to associate with scandal. Maybe like, I don't know, WeTV or um, (laughs) Lifetime, like a a network that already, you know, gets emails about potentially scandalous (laughs) things. Anyway, it has the PR team in place. Oxygen. Um, TLC. People used to deal with Tori Spelling on the reg, like your Lifetime (laughs) or TLC. Um, But I think maybe more so like Facebook Watch, I think they're going to land somewhere. They're going to do something, but I think it's going to be digital. And I think it's going to be like a enter this lair if you dare, but not throw in your face every day. Right. Maybe when, Patreon. Honestly, think? they're probably going to get a podcast with a Patreon. Let's be honest. That's probably right. A podcast. <laughs> it's all the rage. <laughs> it That's sure the medium is. By which we all live these days. It is so true. Well, I can't wait to see them back together because just the watching that first day is going to be in whatever money they get paid for the contract in my book. 
Um, let's talk about Giselle. Uh, Giselle uh, is still being seen with her jujitsu instructor a whole lot, running in the waves, riding horses, but a source tells us that they are not together. And the Daily Mail reported that she was dating this uh, mega millionaire who was one of Tom Brady's friends, uh, but she is not dating him. Luckily, I didn't have to learn Danny's last name because they are not together. Um, but the source tells us that she's not even ready to date, and she just opened up in a recent interview and talked about how Tom Brady's football career was one factor of the issues that led to their demise of their relationship. And this is sort of the most Giselle has spoken out about their divorce. And I, I don't know, it sort of felt like all the issues were sort of like Tom being like a selfish jerk. And this was him leaving, not leaving football for her was just sort of one egg in the selfish mm-hmm. jerk bucket. Um, did you guys read the interview? Were you interested at all by Giselle's quotes? I did read the interview. I haven't had time to yet, but I'm really excited to you because I do think that she really opens up in this interview. And there are things that... Yes, I read the interview. I love any time we get Queen Bridget Moynihan um, referenced. And so my favorite parts were the quotes she said, I say to Bridget, you know, I have a great relationship with her. Everything comes in with the work. You have to go through the roller coaster. You have to have moments where you get to sticky points and then you overcome it. She talks about how she still considers Jack, obviously, a bonus son to her and that he's trying to become a quarterback and follow in Tom's footsteps at the University of Michigan. So she doesn't get to see him as much as she sees, obviously, um, they're the younger two kids, but she did say, my goal has always been, how can I be the most helpful? How can I make it the easiest I possibly can? I put myself in Bridget's shoes and I'm like, how can I support her? Because at the end of the day, we're team players and how are we going to make it so Jack can have the best life? Um, And I just, you know, I love Queen Bridget Moynihan and this was the justice in some sense that I've been searching for her for the last decade. And to know that Giselle maybe had to humble herself and be like, Hey Bridget, how do you co-parent with Tom? I need to do that now. Makes me happy. I love, I love nothing more than when two ex-wives bound together and become BFF. That is an awesome story always. Mm -hmm. But I just, I can't wait to read the whole piece because it just seems like it is like it goes deep and I'm psyched for that. I also just think that Giselle seems so much happier now. Just how she looks in photos, how she's speaking up. It's not just about, you know, bad sugars and sort of what we heard about before and her wild routine and sort of dedication to a life of health and fitness. She seems, she's, you know, was in Carnival, recreating her like t-shirt crop top from 20 years ago. She looked amazing and she just seems like happier and lighter. Um, but I mean, I know sources all over the place are saying she's not dating anyone but that jujitsu instructor it's looking like salmon to me how it much is looking like, smoked can we smeared. be practicing like they're together all the damn time and i i know a little bit about jujitsu because my dad does it all the time and he's never taken a horse there or ridden a horse while doing jujitsu so maybe this is a special mm-hmm. form of you know hollywood jujitsu that is uh, horseback done, but I don't think so. And just the way that they're walking together, if it's not physical, it is definitely some type of emotional affair. That is just my wild rampant speculation. And we will continue digging into it. 
Um, now, Sarah, I know you used to be a Dancing with the Stars fan, but before we leave, I just want to know your thoughts of Tyra Banks' exit and Julianne uh, taking over as host. Honestly, I'm so happy you asked because I don't think I've gotten to talk about this on, um, enough yet. I still am a Dancing with the Stars fan. It depends on the cast, how invested I get if I just follow like the first episode or if I start voting, which most of the times I end up voting. <laughs> But I will say part of the joy of the last three seasons is watching Tyra because she was so bad at the job. And I know that sounds horrible, but like she, it was just hilarious the way she would come out in these costumes that would somehow like interrupt the flow of the show. when she would ask a question that made zero sense and clearly made the celebrity confused and uncomfortable. She would cut the judges off and then tell them it was their fault. And then she would blame everything on production in her ear. It was yeah. simply it was a train wreck you couldn't look away for. And I, I loved it. So I'm honestly going to miss Tyra. But then I thought, who else has given me joy unintentionally for being slightly off her rocker? And that is Miss Julianne Huff from the divorce from Brooks Lock Leach to Kinergy. I mean, she and also probably, you know, obviously knows a lot about dancing and dancing with the stars. And now we'll see that weird dynamic between her and her brother every week, which is like a little too close for me. Oh gosh. I think there's more layers to this. So I think it makes sense. And I do think. In some ways, I feel a little bad for Tyra that this came out as her telling TMZ casually making comments like I belong in the boardroom, not the ballroom when she simply only has an ice cream line that I didn't know about until I was reading this TMZ article. And that's what she's oh, going to do. Yes. Smy's ice cream oh. um, is Tyra's project that she's now shifting focus back to. Great. So that's a little dark. Um, but I wish her well. And I thank her honestly profusely for the entertainment that she brought to the program. And I hope Julian Huff can channel that same low key psychotic energy. I loved Tyra's unhingedness. The only thing I would watch from Dancing with the Stars was like Tyra's entrances on TikTok when she came out because they were just so weird and ridiculous and she was kooky. And I really enjoyed the chaos that ensued because of Miss Banks. Yes. And yeah, I, I also love Julianne Huff. You know, when I was going through a breakup, Kinergy. You we always give Kinergy together. all this credit and it makes I me I love Kinergy. I love Kinergy. It is like obviously like way out there in terms of like the methodology for me. But in terms of like the fun dance mm. aspect, it is like it's like Zumba. It's like 305 fitness. It is like very shakety shakety. The ground is giving us life through Mother Gaia. But I'm just there for the shakities. Um, but I will never forget. I saw her perform at Central Park, one of her singles that didn't go anywhere. I can't remember it. Maybe Sarah does, probably not. But she was performing in these gold booty shorts and she was crawling on the stage. My Hallelujah song. No, definitely not. Oh. It was like an, uh, the theme of the song was like, I'm sexy. Oh, and it was like a rock of ages number. <laughs> maybe it was, but I would have recognized that. But she was like very, I'm sexy. And Derek Huff was like right front stage, like as she was crawling backwards, like just cheering for everything that was going on there. And I love to see the support, but so, oh God, nothing's happening. But like, it just, they make me uncomfortable. I don't know why, but maybe that's great for the show. And, you know, she's one of the biggest cover selling stars. So people love to grab her in the supermarket. So thank you, Julianne Hoff. I know. I want like an update on her dating life and stuff. I know. Me too. Are there ladies? Are there menses? What is going on, Ziz? <laughs> oh, maybe we'll find out next week. And thank you to Julia. No, thank you to my host, Sarah and Gwen, for helping me spill all of this piping hot celebrity this week. Again, this is Travis Cronin, Us Week this with Hollywood Podcast, with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, of your favorite celebrities. Because after all, celebrities, they're just like. like- 
uh, stay, break car windows and have rage fits and walk naked on the streets of Hollywood. No, that is it. Well, thank you again to our hosts and to all of our listeners. As we have confirmed, you are smart and hot, and hopefully you'll be back next week even smarter and hotter. Thanks for listening. We'll see you then. 